0: The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers.
1: Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this
2: is John Crossman and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. The CEO Edition. Today, our guest is uh, Tim Becker, who's the executive director of the Bergstrom Center at the University of Florida. Tim, are you there?
0: I'm here. Thanks for having me,
2: John. Oh my gosh! Thanks so much for being here, Tim. I've been a big fan of you for a long time, and what I'd like for you to talk about first is I want to get your perspective on the real estate market today. And um, you know, for people who don't know this, the center that you run is the graduate program uh, in real estate, University of Florida which is ranked number one in America and that's a big deal. And so and you have a large board you work with and you do a significant amount of research. So with that as a setup, tell us just your thoughts overview of the real estate market today.
0: Uh, that's a, it's a tough question because, uh, uh as we both know, real estate is such a local thing that, uh, it, it, it's hard to kind of give this one overarching view other than it seems to be a little bit of a challenging time. Um, I think if, if if you think about uh, nationally, and the increase in interest rates has really caused uh, issues with uh, transactions. Not many transactions getting done uh, as people try to figure out uh, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen with interest rates going into the future. Uh, but if you think more locally, particularly uh, as it relates to Florida, uh, Florida seems to be slightly different. I mean, we still have. We still have challenges, but uh, we still have a lot of people who are moving into the state. We still have uh, development projects going on. Uh, fundamentals seem to be uh, to be pretty good across uh, property uh, classes. So it's really, it's really kind of a dichotomy. Um, those markets that have had a lot of growth seem to be weathering uh, the, the interest rate uncertainty uh, better than, than those that have not.
2: So let me repeat back and make sure I'm, I'm hearing you well. So, you know, during the Great Recession, we had two equally bad things. We had this capital issue, so people weren't buying properties, uh, trading properties, buying and selling. And then we also had the stopping of business expansion. And so you said both corporate and institutional stopping at the same time, which created you know really catastrophic disasters. What I hear you saying is that we have a, a bump or a pause on the institutional side, which has stopped transactions. But where we have markets like Florida and, you know, other, you know, Texas or other markets where there's inbound business, corporations are still growing, i.e., you know, shopping centers like, for example, that I own are leased up and doing well because businesses are expanding, although I'm not buying as much. And so Did I encapsulate that properly?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, uh, a testament to that is uh, if you look at Miami, for instance, so everybody hates office today because uh, for whatever reason, uh, they think that everybody's going to work from home. But yet you look at Miami and some of the new office buildings that are being built there, and they have record rents. In fact, they're, they're New York-style rent. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, as you said, as long as businesses are moving, as long as uh, people are employed, uh, which they are, and they're spending money. Then we need these services. We need retail. We need office space. Uh, we need distribution of product, and so industrial continues to, to to do well. I think the the challenge really is for those people who have a a capital event that is that is coming due. So if you have a loan coming due and you're going from a a three percent rate to a six or seven percent rate, obviously that 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 causes some headache. But it's not because you're not collecting rent.
2: Gotcha, and so that so in that situation, that's where there's a really big pause because the question be, uh, do you do you try to just extend the loan? Do you refinance? Do you sell? And of course, if you're trying to sell, you have this real moment of like, what is the property really worth? And maybe if it's a simpler deal, I mean, maybe it's a Publix with you know a sort of amount of shops, you, there's an easy way to sort of come up with a traditional value on that. But the bigger and the more complicated, the more. Uh, kind of um, pause or fog, maybe as a right word of like, what is the real value of the deal, which then can prevent it from trading. Is is that right?
0: That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, and and if you don't have to, you don't want to be the one to set the value, right? And uh, if you if you're cash flowing, and you don't have a capital event coming up, then then uh, you know you're you're more than happy to to sit back and and just collect that check and and, and keep moving forward.
2: Gotcha. Do you, um, so when you're in your, how many board members do you have, Tim?
0: We have 165 at the moment.
2: 165. So, and I would imagine that if you said the, that the average of that is a probably 30 year experience person, you know, sort of C-suite level, you know, pretty high executive level person, and you must interact with them, you know, pretty regularly. You know, what's the, what's the tenor of them? Do they feel like. Oh, this is hard. And it's a pause or man, I'm really concerned. Or do you have any kind of sense across the spectrum? What are those senior board members sort of giving you what's the vibe they're giving you of the market today?
0: Yeah. Uh, I would say it's mixed. Um, uh, I, I think the, the group of people that we have would always tell you that it's never easy. It's always hard. Right. There's something that makes it hard. Uh, so they're used to dealing with hard, uh, but it's, you know you're in you're in varying degrees of these capital uh, events, and so you're trying to work your way through. How do I how do I recapitalize this property? Do I get rid of it? Do I give it back? All of those kind of decisions that they're having to make, and and it really depends on where their portfolio is. So we're blessed to have people who are working all over the country, and so there's uh, you know there's there's exposure to these different markets that that seem to be challenging. Um, I think by default, most real estate people are optimistic, and so they—they, they, uh, you know—you talk to them, and they—they they tend to see opportunity versus versus problem. Uh, so yeah, I may have a problem property I have to deal with, but there are other problem prop- properties out there that I might be able to pick up that I've wanted for a long period of time. So uh, I, I think overall, they're pretty optimistic. Uh, of course, everybody is is. You know, somewhat apprehensive about what's going to happen with the economy, and you know, are, are we going to have a recession? Is it going to be a soft landing? All of the, the buzzwords you hear—they're certainly worried about that. But I think uh, our group as a whole is is pretty optimistic.
2: Well, yeah. I listen. Uh, being in the business thirty years, you better be optimistic <laughs> because uh, right. uh, it, it'll be it'll beat you down naturally, kind of a thing. Um, you guys do a fair amount of research. Is that correct? We do. Yeah. And you produce a report a, or, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah we, pr- we produce a magazine three times a year called Due Diligence. Uh, we're in our, uh, coming up, um, closing out our second year of producing that. So three times a year we mail out the, the report. And that's, that's focused on kind of original research that we're doing here at the center, as well as uh, looking at research that's being done across, uh, across campus that has some impact on, on the real estate market.
2: Now, do you have to be a UF grad to be able to read that, or can you be a mere mortal? Can regular people read that? Uh,
0: uh, well, uh, mere mortals can read it. It's it's focused on uh, the real estate profession, and it's it's applied in nature, so it's it's supposed to be such that an industry professional could pick it up, uh, gain some valuable information from it, and perhaps make a a better business decision because of it.
2: Well, you know, it's funny. I I, I read it every time that you produce it. It's excellent, and so I do encourage people who are listening to this show, if you're not exposed to it, uh, reach out to Tim University and, and get a copy of it. And, you know, it's one of those great things. You know, Part of what your job is is you're producing great leaders in the future, and then part of it is you're producing great information and data, um, with that we're going to take a break but when we come back um, I want to ask you about um, building up leaders because you sit in a really cool role where you, you got 165 senior board members and you got these up and comers and I want to get your perspective on how you influence those people to be like the best of your board members um, so is it okay?
0: Absolutely, looking forward to it.
2: Alright so we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, Tim Becker from the University of Florida.
0: Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com.
1: Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to RotoSpeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman.
2: And we're back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition, with one of my favorite leaders, in the industry, and that's Tim Becker with the University of Florida. And as I stated earlier, Tim has got 165 board members who are just some of the top, most top-notch leaders in the industry, so you have that going on. Then he's working with, and I'm guessing, Tim, around 50 grad students at any given time, is that correct?
0: Uh, Yeah, 50 to 70 every, every year. 50
2: to 70, and I can imagine that they're all kind of who's who of grad students, right? Some of them are getting two degrees at the same time. You've got kids that are getting... Uh, a law degree at the same time in the master's real estate getting an mba at the same time as master's and i always joke but it's true there's a huge percentage of kids that have never made a b in their life is that is that is that an accurate description of the strength of these students
0: yeah absolutely as as you know it's uh it's really difficult to get into the university of florida and so we have a great uh group of undergrad very smart undergrad students who who roll into our graduate program and then you know, having that number one ranking helps bring uh, others in who are interested in getting in, into uh, into our business. And as you know, John, this is a, a relationship business, and having such a great board that these students can interact with is a, is a big selling point.
2: Oh, listen, you know, I always joke about this, but, you know, your kids had never made a B in their entire academic career. I also never made a B in my entire academic career <laughs> it was in a different direction. But when I tell kids to go to your program, I always tell them, like, look, you're going to get a first-class academic experience. The real value is the access to you and all those board members. So, Tim, you've been doing this job for a while. And so you have this perspective because you're working with exceptional, you know, 24-year-olds and you're dealing with, you know, exceptional CEOs. If if you were to you know, have a sort of a blunt conversation with you know, the students every year, and saying, "Hey, I need you to know this, so that in thirty years you're the big-time CEO player." What what is it that the students need to hear from your point of wisdom of how they can become exceptional executive leaders in their future?
0: Yeah, there's there's such a long list, but I I, I was thinking about that this morning and, and trying to write down some some key points and. If, if you think about yourself when you were 24, um, I try not to, but uh, you know, you're you're young, you're energetic, you think you know everything, and you want to go out and and and, uh, and and rule the world. And when you take a step back and you look at the the great leaders, the great leaders on our board, what what they think about and and what they're interested in, it's 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 things that seem Basic, but aren't. Things like being humble, um, the value of listening over talking. Um, one that's particularly important is the, the notion of lifelong learning, you know, reading, always trying to learn something. We're, we're, we're teaching students, whether it's undergrad or grad, uh, information at the moment, but that moment of information is not going to last the 50 years of your career. And in order to grow, in order to become a leader, to move up your organization, you have to learn new things constantly. And with the world changing as it is, if you're not doing that, you're falling behind. And right? you're falling behind very quickly. So this notion of of lifelong learning is is is, is pretty critical. And then one that I've uh, I've recently uh, taken uh, taken more of a liking to. Uh, One of the podcasts that I listen to is by uh, an ex-Navy SEAL uh, named Jocko Willick, and he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. And the notion is that as a leader, if things go wrong, it's it's your job to take ownership of that. So if your employees make mistakes – it's probably not their fault. It's probably something that you didn't do, right? You didn't give them enough training. You didn't give them enough time. You didn't give them enough resources. What things did you do that, that caused that person not to succeed? And I, I think getting students to learn that early on, that whatever you do as you, as you go out into, uh, into the real world, uh, taking ownership for the things that you do, taking ownership for uh, the failures and successes, um, particularly the failures is really going to
2: get you further ahead in the long run. You know, it's uh, funny, Tim, I, I played a little game here with you without telling you, I hope that's okay. And so what I did was sure. I, I asked you, you know, what those things were and what I had already done was I wrote down the leadership lessons you have taught me. All right. So you don't mean to hear what I, what I wrote about you what you've taught me. Sure. Are you ready? So number one, I wrote is humble, which is exactly what you said. That's really kind of weird. But when I think about you as a person, you know, you academically very impressive and accomplished, yet I've never had a sense that you're trying to prove yourself to people. You're very relaxed and and you're humble in your approach. The second thing I wrote about you and your leadership style is kind. You know, when I think about you, you know, you're interacting like with C-suites and college students and you're kind to both. And not everybody does that. You know, I always tell students like, need to be kind to the receptionist and to the janitor and to the security guard and to the CEO for that kindness that comes out because, man, arrogance will get you. And then the third thing I wrote about you was that you listen. You're, you, you are somebody that listens to people and that you that was your second thing was listening. So that was my third of what you taught me. The fourth thing I wrote about you as a leader is reliable. You're reliable. And you know that actually kind of matches up with your fourth one about taking ownership. You know, I think about um, in my career, and I've had some different movements in my career, and you will crawl that when I've had movements in my career, I call you. That <laughs> you're one of the people I call, and I say, Tim, I think about doing this, I think about doing this. And that goes back to that lifelong learning, right? That, you know, even though you and I both are, you know, 30 year guys, we both really try to take an approach of like asking for help and getting
0: counsel. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh... It's uh, it's always humbling to to hear people like you uh, give such kind of words.
2: Well, it's funny because I Mike's in here with me. He can see my paper. He can see that how they match up. That was just kind of weird. Uh, but that's also to me, is points to having like a, a self awareness too, right? Like I think great leaders were, you know, are people that are they know who they are. Mike and I were talking in a break earlier today about um, uh, Shaq. And that I think one of the ways that that Shaq is appeal appealing as a person is he seems to not take himself too seriously. Like if you started saying, "Hey, was who was the most dominant center in the league?" It was him. He could take over a game, right. but you don't ever feel like as a human he's trying to prove that out today. He seems like he's just being a good guy, right? So he doesn't have to prove it out. And so when people are accomplished and they are intelligent and they do have a great resume, you don't have to throw that out there all the time. What you sometimes need to do is be kind of kind of the opposite. Um, any, any final advice that you have for young professionals, anything else you'd think like, man, make sure you think about blank so that you can be successful. Any any final word you have on that, Tim?
0: I I would, I would throw out, uh, I would throw out two things. The, the, The first is, um, as you go on to start thinking about being a leader, uh, what you have to do is take your head out of the tactical. You have to, you have to be the strategic thinker. You have to take a step back. And and be the one who's thinking about the long term versus the short term. You have other people who are going to be thinking about short term. You need to be the one thinking about long term. And the only way that you get good at some of this stuff is, as you mentioned, being able to talk to other people. And I think uh, getting a mentor and being a mentor may be the most critical aspect uh, for a young person as they start to grow. And if you can find good mentors that can help you along the way and then be a good mentor along the way, you're, you're going to be extremely successful.
2: Well, and and you've heard me give this speech, Tim, that's like if if you have the perspective of being in mentor relationship, not mentor charity, meaning that if you Mm -hmm. receive from somebody, you find ways to give. Um, I'm sure, you know, there are people that say they love UF they bleed orange and blue, but they never write a check, you know, they never help. And, you know, you need people that are, that are helping. And, that doesn't mean big stuff. It can be little stuff, but you're looking for that. So, well, Tim, um, we got to wrap it up. Um, uh, but thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for your leadership. Uh, and you're making our industry better every day by the stuff you're doing. So thank you so much. And we appreciate you being a guest on the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition.
0: Thank you, John.
2: Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with a final word from myself and Mike.
1: Here's a call to those who wanna make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman.
2: We are back here at the Crossman Conversation CEO edition. And Mike just finished that interview with Tim Becker. Go Gators. Oh, stop it. It's my show, Mike. It's my (laughs) show. Um, So here's the thing. Let me just tell you like what you don't know about him. Let me just tell you something you don't know about. Here's the first one is his bachelor's degree is in nuclear engineering. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's his bachelor's. He just completed defending his dissertation for his PhD. And I I asked him in a pre-interview, I was like, should I introduce you as Dr. Tim Becker, professor? And he's like, well, it's not official yet. You know, I like, so he's sort of pulled yeah. away from that, which is again, humble. And then um, I found out recently, I've known Tim, I think 20 years or something, um, that when he was at UF, he was in that he was a jazz band member. He played the trumpet. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's really and great. And so it's it's interesting. And you know, when I think about like, here's a guy who, you know, at the number one program, like he's yeah. not, you know, chest being number one, but he is, it is ranked number one all the CEOs, all the superstar kids. I mean, he's surrounded by this wealth and you know, he's the guy. And then you hear that just humility come out of it. You could tell even when he was answering, he was, he was pausing. He wasn't jumping in there. He seemed to be very thoughtful and intentional. Like,
1: there's a lot to glean from what he said, right? Oh, I agree completely. His whole uh, leadership lessons that he talked about was amazing. And I love the way you had written all that out. And then Ridiculous. you compare it, it almost lined up 100% there, man.
2: Well, you know, that's that's a dangerous thing. Sometimes people have a lot of strengths, but they don't line up like what their strengths and weaknesses are, how, how they're being perceived. Yeah. You know, sometimes with CEOs, uh, Mike, that I... I, I coach a little better involved with one of my most common questions I'll say is, do you realize how intimidating you are? And uh, most men are not aware of that. For for example, yourself, you probably don't think of yourself as intimidating in the studio, but you are because like when the first time I'd interviewed with you, I was intimidated by you. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm it's, sorry. No, well, no, you should be sorry. What's well, not your fault is that, you know, you have that commanding radio voice and your experience and your, in your place. You're not thinking that right. Um, and of course you do a great job of being humble and warm and welcoming that makes it easy. Um, but I think sometimes CEOs don't get that. Like they, they're doing their job and I, and I can be able to, they're, they're so focused. They don't know that they could be off putting and damaging mm-hmm. communication or relationships, uh, because they're coming on too strong unintentionally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a very common, uh, challenge that good people, good men and women who are CEOs can face. And along comes Tim, who seems to be kind of hyper aware of it. And he's
1: pulling back. You know, I think the ability to read people's responses mm-hmm. to you is probably a real gift in the real estate business, especially because so much of uh, your success, if you're in real estate, is going to be whether you can close those big deals. And you guys deal with kind of um, you know bottom lines of mm-hmm. of sales that it would be astronomical compared to someone that sells something in retail. I mean, so it's a big difference. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, and also in when big deals like that, they take a ton of time. Like there's nothing can happen fast. And so when you're going through that process and you're dealing with legal and you're dealing with lenders and you're dealing with them multiple times and you're dealing with brokers, you, you need to have patience yeah. and you need to have empathy, right? Hum- humanity happens. People, There's holidays or somebody gets sick, things like that. But you have to have that long ball view. If you're trying to just cr- cram it through it... It doesn't work that way in this business. I would
1: I would think not. And I really like the whole thing about being a strategic thinker. Yeah. I mean, thinking yeah. ahead. You gotta yeah. do that.
2: Well, I love that. And I love that combined with that take ownership, right? Take ownership. And if something's not going right, lean into it, you know? And then the finally, like, lifelong learner, man. I mean, the guy, you know, he's nuclear engineer. Are you kidding me? And he, you know, he's he's my age-ish. And now he's getting a PhD. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I can't even imagine it at, at our age, my age, or age, we, us doing that, and he's doing it. He He's practicing, living it out. Tim Becker, University of Florida. is the executive director of the Bergstrom Center, uh, number one master's program in America. So really great things happen in there. Good good for the real estate industry to pay attention to what's going on there at UF. Yeah. This has been John Crossman at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition.
1: This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.